Have you ever played with a Ouija board? Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true Ouija board horror stories. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your stories with everyone here in the swamp. Joining me today is my new friend, Danny Dreadful. She has a great voice, and if you enjoy her narration, be sure to check out her channel. You can find the link down in the description. Without further ado, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true Ouija board horror stories. When I was around 10 or 11 years old, my friend brought out a Ouija board at her house. I did not want any part of it because I believed in angels and demons, but my friend and her sister thought it would be funny to ask how old I would be when I die. It said 14, then they asked how, and it said black car. About three years later, when I was 14 years old, other friends, ones who had not heard about the Ouija board incident, started saying they had dreams of me getting into car crashes or being hit while crossing the road. I immediately asked about the car each time and they always said it was a black truck or a big black or dark colored car. Multiple friends said this and when I told them about the board, they said they were freaked out. Some think that it's my sister playing an elaborate joke, but this was three years after the board and she's not really much of a prankster and neither are my friends. At least one of them would have for sure spilled the beans because they are bad liars and not the greatest secret keepers. Anyway. They had these dreams for months on end and would tell them to me at lunchtime. Then, another friend who was in a separate grade, meaning she didn't eat lunch with us at all and didn't know about the dreams or the board's prediction, was talking to us when she turned to me and said something like, Hey, I had a weird dream that I was at your funeral. Your siblings and parents were there and honestly, it was really weird. This happened a few weeks before my 15th birthday. I was freaked out. Not long after my friend's dreams, my mom got a black car, and it made me even more scared. A big black Mercedes. Granted, there are a lot of black Mercedes and a lot of black cars in my town, but it still made me nervous. The weeks leading up to my 15th birthday consisted of me being extra careful crossing the street and always wearing my seatbelt. I was relieved when my birthday came and passed, but it still haunts me. It was such a bizarre experience. Others have suggested that maybe the warning from the board in my dream saved my life, and maybe that's true. I used to live in a fairly small town where there wasn't much to do as a teenager. One of the things that I learned to enjoy from my parents was visiting antique stores and looking at all of the interesting old things. In my senior year of high school, I went to this large antique store, flea market and came across a Ouija board that was probably from the 70s or 80s. I was a pretty skeptical agnostic at the time and thought it would be a fun thing to do with friends. Nothing crazy happened, except that I had my first instance of sleep paralysis around that time. The next year I went to college and brought it with me. My friend and I convinced some girls from his dorm to try out the Ouija board in a small cemetery on campus with the old landowners from the early 1800s. That night, I stashed the board under my bed and went to sleep. As I was dozing off, I kept seeing images of skulls flying towards me. 
almost like pre-dream in between awake and sleep visuals, if anyone else has experienced them. I woke up suddenly from a nightmare around 3am and had the strangest feeling of being partially paralyzed and then released. I can't describe how I know this, but it felt as if there were two long arms that lifted off of me and went under each side of my bed. Creeped out, I looked under my bed to find the Ouija board. I didn't want to be alone, so I was going to go to the 24-hour campus library. As I was leaving, my neighbor from across the hall came out of his room. I told him about the experience, and he said he'd be willing to walk around the room with a picture of the Virgin Mary that was supposedly blessed by a holy man in Mexico. I was wary, being a skeptical agnostic, but figured it couldn't hurt since I was so creeped out. The next day, I gave the board to that neighbor. I was glad to be rid of it and forget all about it. A couple of years later, I was in a bar with some friends, when who should I see but my old neighbor? After we caught up a bit, he said, Hey, do you remember that Ouija board that you gave me? I took it back home and gave it to my mom. She said that weird things like lights turning on and off and hearing noises have been happening ever since she got it. She burned it. Sort of anticlimactic, I know, but that year of my life when I had the board was pretty bad. I'm still slightly skeptical, but more open-minded about the supernatural. I definitely don't want to play with any more Ouija boards. I want to share this experience in hopes to find others that may have had a similar one or discuss what might have happened. This is 100% true, and every time I tell this story I get goosebumps on my arms and on the back of my neck. When I was around 9 or 10 years old, my mother used to be into Ouija boards pretty heavily. She is a spiritual person, but as a kid, I was never into that type of stuff. I was into playing video games with my brother and playing outside, typical child stuff. One night, she asked if we wanted to join. We declined, of course, and went to go play games in our room. She goes to do her thing in another room. As the night went on, though, we got tired and went to bed. My brother and I shared the same room, and we both slept on either side of the room in our twin beds. The way that my bed was situated, I could see in the hallway when I was laying down. I remember waking up at night, not sure what time it was, but I remember feeling peaceful. Usually when I would wake up, I would feel scared because it was dark, but this time, something was different. I distinctly remember it feeling like sleep paralysis. I was staring into the hallway. The goosebumps are starting now, but I couldn't look away. Then, there was a bright blue figure that appeared. It almost looked like an old man, dressed in a flannel shirt with a cane. He was walking past our door and stopped to look into our room. I made eye contact with him briefly. I don't remember him smiling or anything of that sort, but I remember feeling completely at peace. I was not scared in the slightest, and as a kid, I would have expected myself to lose my marbles. A second or two after we made eye contact, he looked down the hall towards my mother's room and started walking, leaving my sight from the doorway. I went back to bed after this, not scared or frightened, just peaceful. The next morning, my mother was bringing my brother and me to school, and I started talking about what I saw. My mother burst into tears, crying hysterically, so much that she had to pull over to talk. 
I tell her the whole story, how I felt, and what the man looked like. Her tears stopped, and she started to explain that she contacted her grandfather through the Ouija board last night. My mother is from another country, and I have never met her side of the family, nor seen pictures of them. My mother had a rough upbringing from her mom and dad, and even now talks about them very seldomly. Her grandfather was someone she felt safe and comfortable with. When I was telling her what he looked like, she said that I described him perfectly, even the clothes he was wearing. It's something that she remembered vividly. I haven't experienced something like that since. Odd things here and there, of course, but nothing like that. That blue light will forever be burnt into my memory. Everything I'm about to tell you is true. Most of these events happened between 2003 to 2005 with just a bit of spillover. In 2003, I was a 20-year-old recently single mother of a one-year-old son. When the father of my then-now children moved out, I had no desire to live alone in my apartment. So my two best friends, Heather and Jamie, moved in. Jamie also had a son who was a little over a year old at the time. The five of us made a little home, and things were good. At some point, I tried so hard to remember how it started, but just can't. Jamie, Heather, and I became kind of addicted to using a Ouija board. I had bought this board at Kmart for like $8 one year, and I think it was for that reason that I didn't take it very seriously. Boy, was I wrong. When we first started using it, I remained skeptical, even as it began to tell us some pretty accurate and intimate things. Looking back... I always thought that Jamie was the one moving the oracle. I knew it wasn't Heather because at times she was legitimately afraid. One day I fought with the father of my son. Super upset and crying, I hopped in my car by myself and just went for a car drive. At the peak of being upset and alone in the car, I said aloud, Is this my destiny or am I supposed to fight to save this? I went home to the loving arms of my friends and as we did most nights, we got out the board the very first thing the board said that night was, Destiny changes with every breath. Neither of them could have possibly known that what I have just said in the car. That was the point when my skepticism started to fade away. We continued to use the board pretty much every single night, and it continued to tell us things that would come true. At this point, the entity had claimed to be our collective spirit guide named Ben. One night, we had a male friend at the apartment. He was asleep on the couch behind us as we sat in our circle on the floor around the board. Heather remembered something that night that I did not until she mentioned it recently. She had felt a cold presence wrap around her arm and then shoot up her nose. She started to freak out, but as I told you, she was already the scaredy cat of the group. We were more annoyed than worried. We convinced her to sit back down, and that's when the board said something about not being happy that our male visitor was there. Almost immediately... He sat straight up on the couch and said, What are you doing to me? He lifted his shirt up, and he had several tiny handprints all over his chest and stomach. That was likely the point when I realized that we might be dealing with something darker than what it was telling us. It was selling itself as a spirit guide, but this didn't seem like the activity of one. What I didn't know then is that it would get much worse. We went to the local library and got some books about the occult. We brought them home, but never really looked at them. One night, the three of us and the two babies had been out somewhere. We came home to put the boys in the playpen, and I started running the vacuum. As I was running the vacuum, 
I heard Heather and Jamie screaming hysterically. I stopped to find out what was happening, and that's when they told me that they had heard a very loud thump and then a child screaming bloody murder. They thought one of the boys had fallen from the playpen and gotten hurt, but both boys were still peacefully playing where we had left them. As they were telling me this, I suddenly became overwhelmed by the smell of rotten meat. I'm a bit of a neat freak, and therefore there shouldn't have been anything causing the smell. I started searching high and low for the source of the smell, but it seemed to just keep moving every time I got close to it. Meanwhile, Heather had grabbed one of the roughly five books we had picked up from the library, opened it up to a random page, and started reading. She said, Hey, you have to come read this. Annoyed, I replied, I can't stop until I find out where this freaking smell is coming from. Very sternly, she said again, You have to come read this. I looked at her, and she was ghost white with tears streaming down her face. I walked over and took the book from her. The first paragraph of the page she opened up to said, The scream of a non-present child accompanied by the smell of rotten flesh signifies the presence of pure evil. I wish I could tell you what we did in the following minutes. I honestly don't remember. What I do remember is the next day we took all the books back to the library and got a Bible. We brought it home, left it open on the chair in the living room, and left for the rest of the day. I'm not even a religious person, but it's funny what you'll do when you're scared. We never used the board in that apartment again. If that story is the cake, this is the icing. Fast forward to June of 2004. I had given birth to my second son in February. Jamie and I were living in a different apartment and Heather was living with a boyfriend. Heather came to visit and for whatever reason, after what happened, I truly cannot explain why we chose to do it. We broke out the Ouija board. I only remember the question from that day. Heather said to the board, Jamie has a son, May has two sons, when will I ever have children? And the board replied, Seven for you. So that became a running joke for the next several months. Like, is Heather really going to have seven kids? Fast forward again to the January of 2005, I live with my children in yet another apartment. Jamie has moved in with her now husband, and Heather is living with a different boyfriend. I was lying in bed one night, and seven for you just popped into my head. Suddenly, it hit me. The board had said that in June, it was now January. July, August, September, October, November, December, January. Seven months. Duh. Heather is now pregnant. I called her the next day to tell her that she was pregnant, and she was very adamant that it was not possible. To shorten the back and forth that we did for the next two weeks, yep, she was absolutely pregnant. She gave birth to her first son in October of 2005. Since then, we've done the math. She was only about two weeks pregnant when I first told her. Although we are still friends, I don't know a lot about what they've experienced paranormal-wise in the years since. I know that Heather had some scary experiences in a house she lived up until last year where a previous tenant had committed suicide. I lived in the parsonage of a church for 10 years, and we had some strange experiences there, including a time that my younger sister and I watched a full grocery bag that was hanging on a doorknob lift off the door until it was completely horizontal and then drop back down. Even my skeptical mother saw shadow figures in that house. Now we are in a new house, and my son, remember the son who was one in the apartment, yeah, he is almost 19 now, and my brother are having some unusual experiences in the basement, which is where the bedrooms are. If you've made it through, thank you for reading, and thank you for sharing this on the show. 
I'll keep you posted about anything that might occur in our new home. And oh yeah, I have regular dreams where I'm screaming at demons to leave me alone and my family. But that's probably nothing, right? This happened back around 2007. I was 16 at the time and some girlfriends and I decided to make our own Ouija board. It was the weekend and we decided to take it to the grounds at the local high school instead of doing it in my friend's house. Thank God we at least had that sense in us. We set up and had the glass upside down and our pinky fingers on top. It moved, but I cannot remember what it spelled at first. I've also felt skeptical about this before because you never really know if someone just was moving the glass or not, but all three of us agreed that we weren't manipulating it. While we are performing our little seance, there is a kid, probably 16 or so meters away, playing basketball within our sight. One of my friends recognized him and said his little brother, who was about 10, died within the last year or so. The strange thing was this boy was alone and just shooting hoops, but over near one of the buildings was a kid about 10 years old just watching him. The boy played basketball by himself for a while and then left, never interacting with the younger boy. But the 10-year-old followed him when he left, but from a distance, and still never actually interacted with him. My friends and I finished up and went home later that afternoon. I was sleeping alone in my room that night when I woke up with my eyes still closed, and I could hear what I can describe as children's music. It was like the music that is in one of those old music boxes and plays a melody when it's opened. I opened my eyes, and what I saw scared the absolute hell out of me. Right next to my bed standing over me was a completely black silhouette about the size of a ten-year-old boy. I was so afraid, all I could manage to do was shut my eyes and just lay there eventually rolling over to face the wall to cover myself in blankets while I silently cried. I managed to fall asleep again at some point and woke up in safety of the daylight. It never visited me again, and I'm not sure if it was the boy or if it was something else in that shape. I have never done another Ouija board session since, and I think it scared me so much that I don't know if I'll ever be able to see a spirit again. My mom told me when I was young, three or four, that I would tell her about my late grandfather who would sit on the end of my bed and he would make me feel good in a loving family way. So I know I have the capability to speak to people from the spirit world. I just think about what happens sometimes and I'm just so terrified. Every musician in our three town area knows each other. We would all hang out at various locations and jam in various locations. The lineups would change weekly sometimes and the rivalries would end just as quickly as a musician from another band came and joined us. I just started to get into the smoking something that's now legalized and life was great. My dad was initially cool with it and my place became one of the hangouts. Being an intelligent and emotional high school student, I didn't fit in with many cliques. I wasn't very popular and finally finding who I was Growing my hair long and getting to hang with people I always admired was just rewards. Now before you jump to the medical conclusion of substance use plus emotion equals no possible way of anything paranormal occurring, I urge you to please listen forward and hold your judgment. I don't remember exactly who or under what circumstances brought the Ouija board into my garage that summer day, but I remember the first was Milton Bradley. We used it extensively for about two weeks until we had to return it. 
We set up in my two-car garage near the musical equipment. Two to seven of us would ask the questions of the spirit after question. I remember telling my best friend, Do you realize what this means? We can find out anything. Think about how much knowledge we can gain from all the dead musicians we idolize. In fact, we put specific names of musicians on our four corners of the board we made. Yeah, we ended up making our own huge Ouija board. It was the size of a table, a plank of formica set up on top of a steel frame. It was unattached but worked as well as any mystifying oracle in the toy section. We had Randy Rhodes, John Bonham, Jimi Hendrix, and I think Jimmy Van Zandt. I can't remember. One evening, the board said someone was here, naming a friend. A knock on the door confirmed it. We had no idea he had in fact parked and walked into the garage. In another incident, the board asked me and another friend to leave the garage so that it could speak privately with the others. We both complained that mosquitoes would eat us alive. Bad as they were in the dark nights over there, it was terrible. The board insisted that they would not, so we did as we were asked. And when we were called back in, I said some snarky comments, walked to the large board, and gently placed my hands on it. Mid-sentence, the board spun 180 degrees and stopped. My hands now crossed. This obviously scared the living daylights out of everyone and surprised the hell out of me. I must mention that there was indeed a troublemaker spirit we constantly ran into during our sessions. It would interrupt other spirits, taking over the session, and say evil things. It said things like it wanted our soul and such. It called itself FAQ, and we later came to find out that it was a demon and quite possibly the only spirit that we were truly speaking with the entire time. Who's to say? When the board stopped spinning, one of my friends said, I've never seen such power as this. He was into the occult, and I don't know what other kinds of displays he had seen. Did the mosquitoes get you? Another friend asked. No, we both answered, still gazing at the motionless board. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true Ouija board horror stories. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button, as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that's incredibly helpful to the show. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit the subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode, as I upload them nearly every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. If you enjoyed my friend Danny Dreadful's voice today, please be sure to subscribe to their channel. You can find the link to do so in the description down below. Thank you very much for helping me, my friend. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, please be sure to give this a 5-star rating as it helps us a ton over there. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you listen to your favorite podcast online. If you would like to support the Swamp outside of hitting that like button, subscribing, and giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, maybe check out the merch store. I've got t-shirts, hoodies, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool swamp threads. 
I'd love to know what story tonight was your favorite in the comments down below. And if you have any topic suggestions that you would like to see me cover in the future, let me know down there as well. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and join the Swamp Nation. And I'll see you soon with another creepy video. Join me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I'll see you soon.